Hi, this is Sierra. And I'm Melanie. And we're just two introverted best friends trying to do a podcast called Full Moon Conversation. Let's hang in there with us. Hello, everybody. Hello, Sierra. Hello, Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys have had a great week and you loved our spooky stories last week. Yes, we did get a couple people saying they really liked them. Some Mm -hmm. people found them as something different to do, which which is why we kind of like to try different things on here anyway. So we thought we'd do it again. Do it again. Still, spooky October, season. Still spooky season. Number two. Yes. So a mix of creepy people and paranormal again. Because why not? Let's be honest. Why not? We both find that <laughs> stuff interesting anyway. And plus, it seemed like a lot of people found the Target one interesting or just like a reminder about being like careful when you're a out reminder by yourself. about sex trafficking. Yeah. And just like when you're out by yourself to just be a little bit more Cautious. aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We'll keep going with that. Mm-hmm. We'll keep doing that. Do you have any kind of like self-protection things that you carry? Like pepper spray or have you seen those batons should. that you like push the button? And those oh, yeah. batons, they like. That's scary too. Like, you really hurt yourself with those long. things. Oh, yeah. I could not be trusted. Okay. <laughs> I'd be afraid of it. Like something in my purse or something would like push mm-hmm. in. It yeah. would be. I'd be like, oh, you, you cut in me in line at Walmart? Bam. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get thrown out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I probably should, but I also carry so much stuff in my purse. I figured it would really hurt someone if I like threw it around and hit them with it. Because mm-hmm. my purse weighs a lot most of the time. Yeah, but I should probably get like extra brass knuckles stuff. Are those legal or ill? I think those are illegal. I feel like I do have a cedar baton that my dad made back in high school. It's made out of cedar wood. How big is it? So it's. I about mean, it's like two and, two and, and a half, half feet. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half. Oh, you were pretty spot on with your measurements. I was yeah. pretty good at guessing. I don't know. <laughs> she like, held it out. Yeah, like, like I need to remember to put it uh, in my car because I think I've got it in my room right now. Yeah. Either way. Do you have anything? Do, no, I don't have anything. I have the grace of God. Oh, my God. That's what's getting me through. <laughs> I've thought about a taser, but that kind of scares me, too. I have my voice. I don't know. That's not going to do me to get if somebody like, tries to, <laughs> I was about to like say, chloroform me. I'm so loud. Yeah, you are. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm like muted. I do like guttural <laughs> what a- <laughs> screams. I don't sound like a girl. You, you know, want like those- people to run towards you, not away from you. <laughs> well, I want to scare the attacker because they're thinking like, oh, you're a girl. You're going to scream real high pitched stuff. No, yeah, I I'm might not. just like flip the tables on and be like, oh, I thought you'd never come. <laughs> You just flip the crazy card. You flip the crazy card to see if, like, they're like, I don't know, man. Maybe not. She's too crazy. She's been crazy. Is it bad if you get returned after you've been kidnapped? Like, I think it'd be were- good. <laughs> My dad used to joke that I'd talk so much that they would return me. They would just send you back with yeah, a bow. Because I would just. I'm so sorry about any inconvenience. Here she's back. I've also thought about if I try, like, if you just do your dead weight, you really throw them off. Oh, yeah. It's like, drop. Oh, man. You yeah. know what I mean? You can, you're going to have a hard time lifting me up off the ground. Unless there's, like, you know, four or five of them. Well, then that's a problem. <laughs> that's a big issue. Yeah. They can all get a limb and toss Woo! me in there. Woo! But I don't do the uh, the girl horror movie high-pitched scream. I, I, I'm not the one. No. My very guttural, very, like, <laughs> low animalistic. And I don't think I've ever had to, like, really scream. Like I only know terror. it because of my freak out at the haunted house. Okay. When I went out the guy with the chainsaw. Um, That's I, the only reason I know. I remember I was at work one time, and I was, like, kind of in a 
a back office on my phone and I shouldn't have been on my phone. And <laughs> one of the people I work with, they came in and they scared me. Like they were purposely trying to scare me, but they scared the crap out of me. Like it, I scared me so bad that they felt bad about it. Wow. And I screamed so loud. Everybody from the office was like, Oh my God. Like Wait, they thought like, something happened. Yeah, they did. And I don't think that, I don't I can't even explain what kind of scream it was. It just, it, my I'm telling you, was real sore. screams are not what you think they actually sound like. You know, for movies and stuff, I feel like legitimate, like, in terror or, like, <laughs> fight or flight screams are, like, you, you, I could never actually try to make that okay. sound again. Could you? Um, with what you said? No. I couldn't. It has to be, like, it, it, like, say, it would be your more body, you pitch, have to be in that yeah mindset of what's happening just like extreme terror like poop my pants it's happening kind of situation i bet if you pooped your pants they'd probably leave you alone too they do say that is a tactic to poop to, your like pants? pee yourself like poop yourself yeah because then yeah. nobody wants to be around someone who has but who can really like poop on command like that that's true you got like a solid 30 second window you know what i mean yeah that's true <laughs> i'm not sure i mean peeing is easier peeing is yeah i can't i can't even do it have you ever tried to, like, pee outside in the woods? Have I? Have you? Like, I'll try, and I'm like, it's not happening. My body knows there's <laughs> no toilet. There's no ready. I'm just, like, squatting. I can't. If I have, it was the one time I ever went camping in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> the one time. That's the only time I've ever gone. I had to go to the bathroom wow. outside. Even when we went camping, we had, like, bathrooms. So... Yeah. I would just worry about, like, getting bit by a spider or something on your butt. On your butt? Yeah, I mean, you can get by a spider anywhere. I know. Like, on your ugh. foot, on your ankle. That's how, that's another issue with camping. Spiders and all that. I don't. Yeah. I can't. You're not a You're huge. laying on the ground and, like, easily crawl on you. Ugh. They could easily crawl on you in your bedroom, too. I know, but that's and why you, I look around and I kill them as soon as I see them. You would never know it. Kill them as soon as I see them. Yeah. Probably a good idea. <laughs> but, uh... We did end up, Ryan and I went to Clinton, Tennessee this past weekend. They were having a little bit of their, like, fall festivals. Did you get like a caramel that. apple? No. I mean, we didn't go to a festival, but it was more of, like, we went to... I thought you just said you went to a festival. Well, like, I just said there was a bunch of different ones. Because as we were driving oh. through, like, historic parts of, like, the small towns Tennessee and stuff, we were saying, like, they were going to have their festival soon and all that kind of stuff. But we went to... We specifically went up there to go to a place called Little... Little Ponderosa Zoo and Rescue. Highly recommend it. Go. It's really cute. You get to pet animals. You get what to kind of animals? animals? They had so they had, they have a bunch of ones. I was surprised to see a tiger there. Did you get to pet the tiger? No, he was sleeping. He was really cute. But I took a lot of pictures of him and took pictures of his big paws and everything like that. He was, was he really an cute. orange tiger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was really cute. And I got to pet. And, oh, and you can pay. To get like a small meat or a large bucket of feed, because then you get to feed a lot of the animals as well, which is so, super exciting. When they give you the bucket, mm-hmm. are you like in the middle of this enclosure when they give you the bucket? Mm-hmm. Are you like walking around? No, you get it when you get when like when you pay to go inside. They get it to you and then you go inside oh, with it. Okay, because I'm thinking like they give it to you right when you go into like this petting zoo mm-hmm. situation. No, the whole thing is like an like, open walk around. You just thing. get mauled by like baby goats. No. Trying to like eat the food. There, the goats. Some of the fawn do just kind of like freely walk like around. The baby deers. Yeah, 
do just kind of walk around and stuff, but all, all, basically all the animals have their, like, enclosure. So, no, you're not going to, you're not getting, like, you're not in the middle of, like, a crowd of, okay. not that they're not yelling at you from the fence because they see the buckets they know oh, there's food in the I thought buckets. you meant the people were yelling at you no, and I was no, like no, I did no. not think you would be okay with that if, no like, I would have been if you're like recommending would, people to go here I would not have been recommending it had I gotten yelled at see they're all there on like enclosures oh yeah is that a turkey yes two oh. big turkeys they kept acting like battleships around each other trying to be like who's the biggest turkey well this one over here looks like the Death Star and then the other one looks like a stormtrooper see look thing. they yeah. both oh. kept prancing around each other trying to show who's the biggest which one do you think was Gobbling the biggest? Gobbling at each other. They also the black these... or the white one? Uh, the black one was really big. But you see all the little goats? <laughs> I got to the big camel. That is a... Oh, man. Have I you got ever... to feed him. I've ridden a camel before. Have you? At the zoo. I don't know if I have, but I've ridden an elephant. I've ridden an elephant, At the zoo too. when I was younger. I didn't like it. I felt like I was going to fall off. Well, I just feel bad for them. You feel bad for the elephant? Yeah. You think you're hurting them? Well, I just feel... I just feel bad for them in general why they're even at a zoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we probably rode the elephant when we were, like, children. We did. So it I wasn't know. like you made the conscious decision as a 30-year-old woman to get up on the elephant. There was a great Pyrenees there, and he's very cute. And he looks like he belongs in that hay. He's so cute. And then he's, like, barking and talking at one point, and I took a video because I have a soft spot because our, our last dog, Bo, he was half great Pyrenees. I really wanted to pet the dog. Yeah. But he was in the middle herd, you know, doing his thing. Keeping everybody safe. Yeah. She's showing me a little fox now. Yeah, I, I took a lot of... They had unique ducks, which you wouldn't have liked. No. Melanie is scared of birds if that has never come up on hey, hey, this hey, podcast. We can't be releasing my fears. <laughs> but if we're out there, they can protect you. Who's going to protect me? Nobody's going to protect will. me. I'll get rid of the Weren't you with seagulls me when I got on the attacked by that bird in middle school. We, we, I was just me. It was all a band. We were all walking from one building back to the annex. Oh my god! It chased me. It did. It had a vendetta. I don't know if it liked the shininess of your clarinet box. Everybody had a shiny case, like musical case and box. We were coming back from band. Everybody had one. I don't know. It was because you had like the barrettes in your hair. I don't, girl. I don't know. It happened. Like three times, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the bird's problem was in middle school. I think you know they say that crows like remember and like. I don't think it, a crow. I don't think it was a crow. You don't think it? Was, I don't know. But can other birds remember if you've like done them wrong? Maybe you heard me talking shit about its mama. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, obviously, it held some kind of vendetta, re- resentment towards it's, me. I- I guess. I don't know. Ryan and I enjoyed like watching the ducks and stuff too. Um, because Ryan, Ryan and I are afraid of birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Melanie is. Yeah. But Say they were not, the ducks and stuff were out, but it wasn't like they were coming near anybody. I Have you ever heard they of weren't coming like, near a goose anybody. hiss at you? No, I fed them. They don't hiss at you? No. Mm. Ryan and I started a turf war once between ducks and geese at someone's oh wedding God. because we wanted to feed all of them and there was a t- of, you would have been terrified because they were all like just out um you know like that the gateway park whatever murfreesboro where yeah. people get married at that little gazebo you know that water's over there it was hundreds you were like oh look at all those birds and I we wanted to feed them let's go feed five or ten of them and then, and then they're all they were all like oh yeah yeah and then ryan and i had to run to the car not oh. because they were chasing us but it's because they kept thinking we had food and we're like i don't have any more food mm-hmm. and they were all like fighting over it my god um but i highly recommend it um i liked that no matter 
all the money goes to taking care of the animals, even at the concession stand, even at the vending machines, everything like that. It all goes towards the animals because it's a nonprofit, and they rehabilitate animals there. So that's why some of them are there because like something happened or they need to be rehabilitated yeah. or. <clears throat> Or, uh... Like, if their mom ran away. And yeah, like, some of them, maybe their beaks, like, grew in, you know, kind of wrong or whatever, so they need extra help, so then they're taken care of there. Because yeah. I did feed an emu, I did feed an ostrich while I was there. And the ostrich, his bottom beak was, like, split. It was my So, up. obviously, he wouldn't be able to survive, like, by himself out in the... Did out you in see nature. his tongue? No, actually, when he dipped his head into the bucket to get the food... <laughs> they bring it, they use the momentum to, like, throw it back so then it can, like, go into their mouth. It was very interesting. I was very up close. You just, obviously, you don't feed them with your hand. You hold the bucket out to them, and you let them get yeah, the food Yeah, obviously. Out. Obviously. If, very if you cool. have to. Yeah. So it was very cool. Of course, Ryan liked the bobcat. Yeah, the bobcat, the bobcat is, cute. is cute. It's got little, cute little ears. Like, he's so cute. His little tail is going. Oh, yeah, because they have the little, little tails. Little bobtail cat, yeah. The little, a, little tails. <laughs> the tiger's so bad. I'm telling you, you don't remember, like, if you've never been physically in front of a tiger or a camel and stuff, you don't, you don't really realize, looking when you see them on TV, how massive they are. Very like, being that camel, his lips were strong. Yeah. Like, you keep your hand flat. You do not want your fingers get anywhere, like, strong. Yeah. And they had a baby camel there, and it was so cute and so soft. His little hump. Yeah, he's so cute with strong lips on that camel. Strong lips. That's yeah, all I need in a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I highly highly recommend uh, if you're ever coming through Tennessee or like you don't live super far away from Clinton, Tennessee, and you like animals and stuff. It, I highly enjoyed myself. Ryan says I was just cheesing the whole time. <laughs> Because he also loves animals, so he was really excited. I would just take, I would sometimes in our bucket get two handfuls of food so I could feed multiple oh my animals at a time. Yeah. Because especially for the goats and stuff, or the sheep, there were sheep too. Uh, if they weren't near the fence where they saw, all of a sudden they would like baw or like scream and come running down the hill towards the fence because they wanted to get fed because they knew you had the bucket. Was it crowded? Was there a lot of people there? It wasn't bad. I mean, no. obviously as the day went on, it was getting a little bit more crowded, but we got there like right when it opened. So one, it wouldn't be too warm, but also to have like less people, but mm -hmm. they were having their festival going on, which we didn't know was happening. So they had vendors and stuff there. Um, but Yeah, I highly recommend it. They had like Japanese fawn. So you know, like the spotted deers. It's the I forget what their actual name is, but they're from Japan. They were really cute and they make really high pitched sounds. I thought it was a child at first. Got to his children there, yeah. But no, it was the deer. Oh wow! I was very surprised. Yeah, but I highly recommend it. And if you go there, Ryan and I ended up going to basically the same restaurant every day. There's only one time we went somewhere else to eat Mexican food. It's a place called Golden Girls. Golden Girls. That was the restaurant. Is name. it like a diner? No, it was. A bunch of old ladies that knew each other. I think they were family. They all really like cooking. And they decided to open up a restaurant called Golden Girls. And it's in what I think used to be like some of the actual like log house cabin. Okay. Because when you walk in, they obviously built in like a waiting area. And then when you walk into the next door where, you know, you want to be seated or whatever, to get seated, you literally walk into what used to be the house's kitchen. That's strange. What did you it's get though? Like what kind of food did they have? I Just, mean. Like American food? 
Yeah, I mean, it was like Southern food for yeah, sure. Yeah, American food. But no. you could tell they made a lot of it. Yeah. I know, but I feel like specifically Southern. But their pies. Yeah. What was your favorite pie? Uh, it's hard pick. They Because I How think the grandmas there make them all from scratch. I'm sure they so do. So delicious. It's a, it's like. So don't grandmas have to make their pies from scratch? I guess they don't have to, but when they do, it's highly preferred. And that place has... Their food was good, and the pies were delicious. The first one we got, the slice pie got, we had gotten the first day when we decided to try Because I had seen it when we had looked up Clinton, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and it happened to not be far away from our hotel. And we thought it was cute. That is like, old ladies yeah. called Golden Girls. and uh, But it was butterscotch pie. You went with the butterscotch? I don't know if I, I would, like butterscotch. I don't know if I would have gone for like butterscotch my first, but it's your it's your pie. It's yeah. your pick. But Ryan, he's he's also like he's okay with butter, but then he's not a big dessert eater. No, mm-hmm. he ate just as much of that slice of pie as I did. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. So he was all about it. They had like a whole list. They even had like Italian cream cake and stuff like that. So we went butterscotch pie. And then the next day when we went <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh we you know, we got different food again, tried some different stuff, and it once again it was good. Um, Ryan got his own slice of pie. He got the peanut butter pie, and I got pecan pie because mm-hmm. I couldn't pass it up. No, because it's kind of changes what pies they have dated. It just depends on what they've made yeah, that day what or like sold. what what right exactly. Yeah. Once again, very delicious. <laughs> and then we had gone to like that Mexican restaurant after Little Ponderosa, and then uh, we had gone, and that's when we had gotten the pie again at the Golden Girls for dinner. And then we went for breakfast Sunday before we left. Did you get a pie at breakfast? Well, no. We had told the nice older lady who checked Ryan out. He asked the day before if we could buy a whole pie. Yeah, and he said you could for sixteen dollars, okay. which is a steal for a homemade pie. Yeah, that's probably it was like big. Yeah, it's probably like two dollars a slice. It was four dollars a slice. Yeah, but if you bought the oh, big pie, yeah. then it was probably eight slices. Yeah. So she took his word for it because we were like, "Oh, do you want us to pay now?" Or and she said, "Cause we told you know we told her from like Mel Tessie, but we'd come here. We had come there every day. So we'd been there, which mm-hmm. wasn't a lie." Um, so she just, she's like, nope, we'll get one made for you, have a package for you in the morning, and ask for his name and stuff, didn't make us pay ahead, so then we left yesterday, on Sunday, after, which their breakfast, their French toast was delicious. French toast? Yeah. It was so good, the biscuits are really good, too. It just sounds like a five-star restaurant. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's Southern cookie, but it was really good, and the pie's really good. So we left with a whole apple pie. Which, I mean, I've tried now, obviously, since. Really good. And I left with a slice of chocolate pie. Mm-hmm. That had, like, that marshmallow meringue. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it's an egg white meringue. Yeah. It's so good. So, if you go there, go to Golden Girls. Exactly. There's her pitch right there. Yep. We're not sponsored. No. If they want to, I'll take pie as payment. Pie as payment. It's, del- it's delicious. Yeah. We've talked about, we'll probably have to go there again at yeah. some point. Just to go back to feed animals and to go to Golden Girls. My brother said he'd go because of how he's talked about the food and the pie. <laughs> I, of course, shared some of the apple pie with JT. I shouldn't eat a whole half of an apple pie by myself. Oh, I could. I could, but I shouldn't. So JT's already eaten his half of the mm-hmm. pie. Of his, of mm-hmm. the half of the pie. So he's eating a quarter of the pie. Yeah, so he knows what he's going for. Yeah. And, okay. he, and you know, my parents have tried, tried it too, and they all said it was delicious, mm-hmm. which it is. So nothing we got there was bad. Especially not pie or cake wise, mm-hmm. the red velvet cake looked really good. Yeah, it was hard to pick. It was a whole list. So yeah, highly recommend. <laughs> it was cute there. 
Okay. Oh, what cracked me up, though? Obviously, you're in the Smoky Mountains at that point. And (laughs) our first day when we were there, Friday, for dinner, and we were eating at Golden Girls. You know, obviously, we were the youngest people, the youngest patrons at that point. Obviously. And this older gentleman came in. He was ordering. He was talking to the waitress, who is a bit older as well. And I don't, I guess, because they were talking about construction that had been going on. Because obviously, they, it does look like they've been trying to spruce up, like, um, the part of town we were in and stuff like that. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I don't know. I like uh, my coffee black. She's like, oh, yeah, me too. She's like, I don't know about, you know, they're building us some Starburst, Star... But, like, did not know that it was called Starbucks. Oh, my God. Which I'm like, how do you not know it's called Starbucks? He's like, yeah, I don't know. They're building some Starburst or something like that, but I don't need their fancy coffee. He's like, yeah, I don't need a fancy coffee. You can go to the get-and-go and get some the good black coffee. We don't, <laughs> we don't like, have any get-and-goes around We here. went to a get-and-go while we were there. Was it good? It's a gas station. Is it good? I mean... It's nicer, way nicer on the inside than you think. It's even a drive through but they they definitely keep, like, the old colors that kind of begs from, like, the yeah. 70s, which is probably when it started. Yeah. But it's just the fact. How is it spelled? Is it spelled G-I-T? No, but oh, anytime okay. you heard anyone say it, you know we live in Tennessee. Anytime you heard anyone say it, it was get and go. And so Ryan would put on his country accent and be like, come on down to get go, come see me. <laughs> But Ryan and I just stared at each other in the eyes, trying not to laugh. Yeah. Because we were like, what is this? How do you not know what a Starbucks is? I don't know. And say it's Fates Coffee. Because oh, I told her, I was like, you can get black coffee at Starbucks. Like, they don't not have it just because they have... It's different. not the same. It's fancy coffee, though. Apparently. Right? <laughs> Apparently. And it, it didn't come cool. out of a bag. It just cracked us up. Like, we had to wait till the conversation was over, and I just had to... Try to hold it in. <laughs> like, so every time you pass, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a Starburst. Yeah, that is funny. But we did go to a get and go before we <laughs> Okay. It's way nicer on the inside, I think. I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's just... I don't see it ever in Middle Tennessee. I think it's an East Tennessee thing. Really, I saw it over there. Okay. It's like Pals. It's just in East Tennessee. Past Knoxville, yeah. Remember that weird, that weird building I showed you that had like the huge hot dog on it and the huge hamburger. Oh yeah, I didn't. We didn't see any of those. Oh, even in Clinton, you still had to keep going like east a whole other hour to finally get to one. An hour? Mm -hmm. Wow. So it's like really, really east of Tennessee. Did you know that they're putting in a new coffee store in our town? Is it the Red Bicycle called a Dutch Bros? No. Yeah. Ooh. It's um gonna be in the old blockbuster. <gasps> That's what they're putting there? Yeah. Oh. Dutch Bros. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Finally, something on our side of town too instead of it We have a Dunkin' Donuts like half a mile away from that. Don't say finally on our side of town. Am no, I-, I just mean I get sick of them putting all the like eating stuff and everything all the way on the other side of town. But I think on the other side of town there's like barely any fast food restaurants. Oh, we got all the fast food restaurants over here. You have, like, Arby's, Cookout, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's. Oh, over there? Yeah. Yeah. And everywhere else is just sit-down restaurants. We have no sit-down restaurants on our side, but we got, like, all the fast food. And I'm okay with that. We got a delicious boba tea place on this side, which I'm pretty happy about. Yeah. But that's that's exciting. Mm-hmm. We'll have to try it together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm bet. excited. They're going to be giving out, like, freaking, like, gift cards for so many people in line. Like, Ooh. I'm going to be in that line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that lot has stayed vacant for, I don't know how long that lot's been vacant. 
they finally did something. Blockbuster. I'm excited. Was it a blockbuster? No, it was a Hollywood video. It was a Hollywood video? I remember going in there. Oh, the nostalgia. Where was the blockbuster here then? The blockbuster was closer to Hazelwood. Was it? I think it still even might, the sign still might even be there. But I mean, obviously it's not open. Yeah. I am. Because I know that they took the sign from Hollywood video and Mm -hmm. made it like Hollywood hair. Oh, yes. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they like (laughs) sold weaves and braids out of the store. And then they took the sign and they moved to a different store. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm probably, oh, that's exciting. At least something interesting. Instead of just another freaking like mattress store or some crap. We have so many. So many mattress stores. And I have a shitty ass mattress at home. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, so many mattresses. Yeah, so I'm glad it's something interesting and not just like another replicate of something we've already have 10 of. That's ooh yay, yeah. I'm glad you found out because Ryan and I had just been talking to each other about like wondering what that was going to be mm-hmm. since we saw them working on it. Ooh yeah. Okay. What's up? Why are you looking at me like that for? Do you think it's time to get into the spooky story? Yeah, we can get in the spooky story. Am I reading first? Yes. Okay. All right. So this is on the Let's Not Meet Reddit. Yes. All right. This one is called Stalked in the Woods. And it's submitted by Rep143. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. This one's kind of a long one, so hang in there with me. I posted this in Missing 411, and in my planning of upcoming camping trips, felt the urge to post it here. Mostly a copy and paste with an update on one of the family members. This may be a ramble of thoughts, but after recently stumbling on this sub, I finally felt a place I could offer something that my family and I experienced a few years ago that to this day still gives me a shiver. I've been camping solo, backpacking, and hunting my whole life in Oregon. I felt comfortable in the woods and have a deep respect for backpack. Oh, wait, deep respect for nature. A few years ago, my wife, daughter, and two German shepherds went camping north of Mount Jefferson, Oregon. I have included the coordinates of our campsite, which we found to be the perfect setup for us and our two dogs who need the privacy since they are intimidating to other dog owners and can be loud when spooked. It was not an established campsite, just a nice horseshoe off the USFS road that had a flat ground, full trees, and a fire pit. The first night, my daughter wanted to sleep by herself in a two-man tent right next to ours. It was maybe two feet away from me and my wife's tent. We made the male German Shepherd sleep. Guts is his name. Guts, G U T S, with her in that tent. That whole first night, neither my wife and I could sleep. We both heard footsteps and they were heavy, not like typical forest critters scampering around the night. Mm. I was well armed because I was paranoid from reading recently before departing about a dad in California who was shot and killed in a tent next to his two infant daughters. Oh my, my gosh. Needless to say, both my wife and I had two pistols and my rifle with me. The dogs are great at detection and that is why I felt my daughter could sleep alone because Guts is completely fearless and nothing would lay a hand on her without a battle to the death. All in all, nothing but bad vibes and loud footsteps occurred that night, which I ultimately decided was deer or maybe some elk. Okay, I just want to say, I think as a human, you know the difference between knowing when it's a human footstep and an animal footstep. Deep 
in your gut, you know. Right. But your brain doesn't want to believe it. No. But deep. I would have been gone. I wouldn't even. There would not have been a day. Deep in your gut, like. But he is a outdoorsman. You know what I mean? Like, okay, okay. But okay. Sorry, I'm just. I just wanted to say. And he's armed in the. Feel like as a but, human, you know what okay, a human okay. is. But the dogs didn't alert. The dogs didn't. I would wonder about that. But okay, okay, okay. Okay. This is day two in the morning. We go for a walk down the road, maybe three hundred feet away. See the circle area in the photo. I see an abandoned road where a rusted gate post, the gate was missing, was covered in vegetation. Something of blue color caught my eye, and guts immediately takes off running down this abandoned road. My heart begins to race because I think it's another family camping like us and he is going to get himself shot or scare some innocent people to death. So I chase after him as fast as I can and the rest follow. He stops after 20 feet into the road and me yelling his name, but I have covered just enough distance to see that there is nobody there. Something is off about the site. I yell, hello, is anyone there? So sorry about the dog. I got no response. My curiosity gets the better of me, and I have to see what the site conditions were. Maybe he meant put were. Were. <laughs> As I get closer, I know something is wrong. It had all the necessities for a campsite, including a cooler, propane, burner, tent, blankets, folding table. But every single item had been completely destroyed, smashed, and torn mm. from what appeared to be claw marks. We all walked around in circles, puzzled why anyone would leave all of their camping gear behind, including an expensive REI tent. I figured, well, someone left in a hurry, and animals got the rest as the only logical explanation. Still, a propane tank and a cooler were flattened by something, and it certainly wasn't snow, wasn't snowpack with tree coverage in that spot. As the afternoon rolls in, me and my daughter are playing, is it Bucky? Bucky? Baki? Baki ball? Something At the campsite, my wife goes walking maybe 70 feet north to do her business. I do not have direct line of sight on her, but all of a sudden I see Guts make a mad dash straight towards her. Normally, he would always be with me unless he has called over, and she didn't call for him. His speed and focus caught my attention, and I knew something weird was happening. So I ran over there, and my wife starts jogging at me, and I immediately draw my pistol. Guts has completely continued running into another into the forest another hundred feet before I call him and he stopped. My other dog, Leah, who never misses the opportunity to be the pack leader, is not taking point. Mm. I've had her now for seven years, and this was the first time in her life she refused to leave my daughter's side. She was full hair raised and attached to us at the Ooh. hip. Again, anytime we hike or play... Leah is up front, bossing everything in her path, and pauses to look to see where we are and continues. I asked my wife what happened, and she said, I was trying to pee, and all of a sudden, I felt all of my hair raise. I know someone was watching me, and then I saw Guts running towards me, and I just got up to run towards you. We spent 10 minutes looking for signs of anything and saw no trails, broken branches, nothing to point to what and where something went. We decide we are spending one more night since it's too late to pack up and drive, but mm -hmm. we will be in the big tent all together. Before we go to bed, I put a rope with a makeshift coin alarm around the perimeter of our campsite. I used a mint can and some coins and keys from our truck and zip tied it so anything hitting the rope gave a little jingle. <clears throat> Very unsophisticated, but it put my wife at ease. As I go to tie my last corner off at the tree near our tent, our third mystery 
item reveals itself. It looks like someone has done the same exact thing I have done with the rope that was so old and brown I didn't see it at first. It was broken and only a few pieces remained. But sure enough, it was tied at roughly the same height, 8 to 10 inches off the ground, and even had a few rusted washers on it. I immediately felt someone has stayed here before and put the same makeshift warning system on the same tree I am in maybe 10 to 15 years ago based on the condition of the Mm -hmm. rope. Perhaps my paranoia has now reached a new height, but I had to make sure the girls felt we were safe in the time. The only thing I could think of was when the evening came around and I made them sit in the truck and I fired a clip off my 45 into the dirt as a signal to whatever was out there that we were armed. I reassured the girls that anybody listening to that now knows we have two wolves and we are armed and we are too risky of a target so we can sleep safely. That night, we heard no footsteps, and the dogs never perked up and barked. We left early the next morning. Fast forward to today, and I watched the Amazon Missing 411 hunted documentary. I noticed the cluster smack dab close to where we camped that weekend, and a flood of dread rushes me as I think that mysterious abandoned campsite with the ripped tent, smashed cooler, and cooktop. We have been camping since and have enjoyed the beauty of the Northwest. Yep. (laughs) But there was something there at that place that possibly took or harmed someone less than 300 feet away from where we were camped. And we all think our lucky stars Guts was doing his thing so well that afternoon. That is crazy. Oh, no. It says here there's an update from the original posting. Guts is no longer with us. He has journeyed into the next phase. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about him and how he saved us. He was a warrior, and his new brother, Geronimo, has his spirit. Aw. So sweet. Aw, they're cute. We're we're looking at Leah and Guts right now. There's a black German Shepherd and a standard tricolor one. Which one do you think Guts is? I feel like the tricolor. The tricolor? I was going to say Guts is definitely the all-black one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's got that look. Yeah. See, that's scary. I would have wanted to leave, like... You would have wanted to just, like, after the first night? Yeah. I'd have been like, we gotta go. But if you're out in the woods, you hear footsteps, you hear stuff like that. But as you said, your your gut knows it's a human, but your brain just isn't gonna go there. Right. And the fact that then seeing that there was someone who went missing in that same area. Um, yeah, with that, their t- It's just funny, because we both watched, have watched that documentary. Yeah. We talked about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. like, I think, like... Early on. Yeah, early on. But, yeah. But, I mean, even after the whole, like, your body reacts because someone's watching you because you're going pee, which, like, any, as animal-wise, when you're going to the bathroom, like, you're super vulnerable. So, even after that, and the fact that the dog came running from 100 feet away, like, knowing from 100 feet away something weird was happening, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. There's no staying here. (laughs) We have to leave. Yeah, and the dogs, like, communicated with each other. Like, you stay here. I'm gonna go there. Right. (laughs) I would have left. Yeah. Immediately. We gotta go. The whole thing, it gave me bad, creepy vibes when he found the other rope. Yeah, so that means someone else obviously felt uncomfortable in that sick. But how long has somebody been there making them feel uncomfortable? Right, why is someone just out in the middle of nowhere, in the woods? I mean, we all know know what I'm thinking right now. What? Bigfoot? (laughs) I I think the the Uh, steps would have been, like, harder. 
harder. Mm. Uh, he's big. Yeah, but maybe he's light foot. He was light guess on his feet. Foot casts. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't muddy. Oof. All right, we got another one. All right, so this is still the let's not meet. By the way, that was Melanie Straw. Did it sound bad? It probably sounds like a fart on here. <laughs> Why didn't you just let him think it was? <laughs> was that Sierra? Was it Melanie? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Okay, so it's still not the let's not meet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called My Ex Housemate. It was potentially a serial killer. And actually, it was posted by, it looks like they just used an anonymous, like, deleted name because they don't want to be tracked, which. Don't blame them. I wouldn't blame them either mm-hmm. with that kind of a uh, story. You know, that's my housemate, my ex housemate was right. a potential. So you're like, I don't need them to come after me. I feel like this is going to have, I'm just going to go ahead and call it. This is going to have so many red flags that so Sierra many. would have left yep. after the first one. Yep. And I probably would have stayed until like the fifth or sixth. But, <laughs> you know. We... <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's see where we're at. And this one is also a little bit of a long one. So. Right. This is a convoluted story, so bear with me as I try to convey everything I can recall about what led me to the conclusion that my ex-housemate could have potentially been a serial killer or a serial killer in the making. It was the summer of 2015 when I moved in, and at first appearances, my housemate slash landlord Mike was somewhat normal, if not a bit socially awkward and dysfunctional. When I was signing the papers, he was adamant that I should never go into the basement, which I thought was odd, but I really needed a place to stay and, well... People have their little quirks, so I just chopped it up to that at the time. All right, first flag. First Already flag. There. As I got to know Mike and our cohabitation continued, I learned more about the depths of his dysfunction. <laughs> Firstly, that he used meth. Okay. Second, huge flag. Yeah, I would have been all right with that. Oh my god. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't automatically judge people based on vices, but I was surprised at the extent of his use. He was probably the first person I knew who used meth and balanced a full-time job, enjoyed a decent amount of success. The reason this is important to the story is that when he would be around the house drinking and using meth, he would start to run off at the mouth. Mm. He would often, in quotations, joke that if I smelled a lie coming from the basement, not to think anything of it. I think it was probably the third time he had said this that I asked why he keeps saying that. And he said, I use chemicals to clean up after the bodies. With a wily grin on his face. Okay. Another major flag. Lies used okay. to break down like human. Yes. I know that it is a um, a red flag. But I've been also saying think, cleaning up after the bodies. I also think that he might have been um, just referencing the serial killer from what the 70s, 80s. Um, John, no, John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. And he kept bodies in his basement that he covered with lye. And that's what he would tell his roommates. Okay? He would joke about it. But I don't, I don't know, so, man. I don't, but he's on meth. He's not thinking clearly. But then you could also but, be like he's on meth, so he's not guarding 100%, what he's saying. 100%. It is the massivest red flag you could get. <laughs> you know what? 100%. But, like, I have a very dark sense of humor do you know what i mean so but if you I, don't know someone that no, well no 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 and i get it but like i've also made a joke in like bad taste and they're like oh you creepy huh <laughs> do you know what i mean like i get it i get it but, okay okay I, I tried to talk up talk that up to a bad sense of humor but it didn't sit right with me mm-hmm. he was also very particular that i let him know of my coming and going and my work schedule 
No. Weird. Yeah, that's no. weird. Weird. I remember him being shocked and uncomfortable one day that I ended up taking off of work because he didn't realize that I was home. Mm-hmm. I remember that day because there was a lot of clanging and what sounded like muffled shouting coming from the basement. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Excuse- who is the one shouting here? Right. His car was in the driveway, but he was not in the main house or in his bedroom. Other days, he would play very loud music that bumped through the whole house. Sometimes he would even play NPR talk radio at those volumes. In oh. retrospect, I think he may have been trying to mask sounds. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. Straight to jail. He would make remarks about sex workers saying, you can do whatever you want. You can choke them or beat them to death and nobody cares. That's terrible. Yeah. That's another major red that's flag. False. That's terrible. That what did false. he do? He was just a drug like junkie. Right. Why does that make him better? Right. Ugh. At least she's getting a check. <laughs> I took... I took exception to this. I told him I thought that was messed up. Yeah, you're but right. When, right. But when he would get tweaking, he'd always come back around to alluding to the same kind of violence, talking about how he was a normal white guy who owned a house and had a good career, so the police would never suspect him. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. At this point, I started to think that it has gone too far to simply be a joke. I was in a weird position because money was tight at the time and my options were few. I tried to convince myself that even if he is messed up, he is probably just engaging in outward fantasism. I knew that he would acquire the services of sex workers on occasion, but again, did not judge that activity at face value, but started becoming concerned. Yeah. Then at one point when I was doing laundry, I caught whiffs of decomposition. How do you even, how do you even know what decomposition is? I feel like? like it's just one of those things, as soon as you smell it, you know something's wrong. You know what I mean? Like instinct. I I think. You think so? I think so. I feel okay. like it's instinct. Like, animalistic instinct. Okay. The house we were in was in southeast Portland. It was relatively new, having grown up in upstate New York. I know that animals can be trapped in walls and die, but this was the garage. And there was no animals scurrying in the walls. This was strange and telling to me. I considered carefully what I would do and decided that I would confront him about the smell. I decided to poise the question in a somewhat suggestive way by expanding on his quote jokes i told him that he needs to do a better job cleaning up the bodies because i smell de- decomposition from the garage i will never forget his reaction his eyes widen and he shot me a sharp glare somewhere between fear and anger he stumbled over his words and eventually responded what really i said yes really and there was a few seconds of awkwardness before he said thanks for letting me know and promptly went into his bedroom and shut the door a few days after that, he went into the upper crawl space in the garage while I was again doing laundry. He called for me and was trying to convince me to come up into the crawl space. No. Mm-mm. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. My body locked up and it was like my instincts were screaming at me that if I went up there, I would not come back down. I gave some excuse that I can sparsely remember that I had to be someplace, packed up my laundry and threw it in my room and left. Yeah, run. Run Absolutely. out of there. He spent a lot of time in the padlocked basement without a doorknob. The only way in was through the backyard. I wish I would have gone down there in retrospect to either confirm or dismiss the suspicions once and for all. Ooh. In the last couple months I lived there, I was privy to more graphic comments about women and sex workers, explicit talk of sexual violence, and he was using more and more. He once showed me a video he made. He's a graphic designer and artist as well. (laughs) Which featured heavy bondage themes interspersed with distorted audio of women screaming and this strange leering figure in a plague doctor costume. 
Oh, gosh. Oh, God. It was one of those situations where any one of these things alone may be innocuous, but as they accumulated, it became suspicious to me. Oh, I feel like inside that guy's mind is just a horror show. Yeah, or who knows what that basement. Like a a plague doctor? Yeah. It's like my worst nightmare. They look like birds. Like terrifying birds. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. It was October 2016 that I left there, taking off to Oseti Oyate Camp. I don't know what that is. During the anti-pipeline protests with Standing Rock, Lakota, a mix of feelings called to action and have nothing to lose as I wanted to get out of that house in the worst way. My last night there, in parentheses, I did not give notice that I was leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. I wouldn't have either. He was drinking and tweaking again. He started in on the same conversation, loosely describing murder and sexual violence in the tone of some sort of edgy joke. I told him he would be caught eventually, not even holding back my suspicion anymore. He reiterated that he was the last person police would suspect and asserted that they wouldn't catch him. So he's basically being uh, admitting he said this yeah. in a very serious and concise way, dropping the pretense he had been using before I left the next morning. This haunted me for months, then a year, then a year and a half. I felt as though I hadn't done anything. The guilt was eating away at me, so I called Portland Crime Stoppers and put in an anonymous tip describing what I had described here. When I did, the operator started going back and forth, putting me on hold because the call had piqued the interest of the police sergeant who was assigned to call the cent- assigned to the call center. So they were asking me detailed questions about his vehicle, his house, the methods he described, etc. It seemed like they took interest. I gave them as much information as I could remember and left it at that. Feeling just a little better that I'd at least try to do something about it. Fast forward to recent times, I told my mother about all of this and she became interested, asking what house this was and she ended up pulling it up on GMAP, Google Maps. She put up the street view and I noticed that there was a large enclosed trailer in the driveway that wasn't there when I was. I could theorize why it might have been there, but cannot put together a practical reason for it or why he'd be using it, unless he was moving or using it to haul things to discard. Admittedly, that is pure conjecture, but I couldn't help but wonder. I doubt that I will ever get closure or have my suspicions validated unless he does finally get caught and arrested. And I write about it. I have grown up poor and been around the, the low life a lot. I have interacted with many sketchy and unsavory people in my time, but none of them have ever made the impression that Mike made on me. Make of it what you will, but I hope I'll never meet him again. Ooh. Yeah, that's so creepy. This is very creepy. Ooh. What do you think? Do you think he was a serial killer? Yeah. You don't think he was just crazy? I no. I I think if, he was doing he, something. Yeah, if he I hadn't think... killed anybody yet, he was on his way to. Right. Definitely. You know? And I feel like whatever those videos he was showing that guy were probably ones he made, which makes it even worse. The graphic video? Yeah. Ones? Oh yeah. I, I think they were too. And he put his own spin on it. And I would say don't be too hard. I mean, I'm glad. After a while, he called yeah. to put in something. So I would say, imagine you in the middle of that situation. I think it was smart that he didn't tell me he was going to leave. Because obviously, when he was trying to give him that crawl space at one time, mm-hmm. he was going to try to get rid of him. Yeah. Imagine if he knew he was leaving. I don't think he would have made it out of the house. No. I don't think so either. But, I mean, a lot of what he just said was really similar to the John Wayne Gacy serial mm-hmm. killer. Very. A lot of what he said was. hmm Oof. Um, yeah. So, if you're interested in John Wayne Gacy, there's a great documentary Tons about him. Of information about him, yeah. The, the documentary I'm thinking of, it's on Peacock. It's called Devil in Disguise. Yeah, I will say, 
if you can't handle a lot of like gory details, it does have to do with children as well. Yeah. Like, just be prepared for that, or maybe if you can't not, handle it, don't do that to children, yourself. But, but still teenagers. minors. Yeah. yeah, no teenagers, like fourteen and up. Yeah. So, just let you know if that might not if it might be too much for <laughs> you, just don't do it to yourself. Um. Okay, so this next one. We're getting into paranormal It's a stuff. paranormal one. It's, yeah. And this one's Melanie. Yeah. Reading. It says, something is pretending to be, and now my daughter. I think it's pretending to be me. I think they forgot to add me in there. Well, let's read and okay. see. Okay. It is by Vegetable Hour 6712. <laughs> All right. So normally I try to rationalize most experiences, but I cannot shake the last few days and neither can my family. If anyone has any ideas, help a girl out. These things have happened over the last four days. My daughter comes running down the stairs asking, What do you want, Mom? I'm cooking and haven't said a word to anyone for the last half hour. She swears I called her, but we chalk it up to a voice outside. Next. Next night, I'm laying down, getting ready for bed. My husband bursts in our bedroom and asks, Oh my God, are you Okay. Shaking me and making sure I'm alive. I look at him like he's crazy. He says he heard me calling downstairs. He asked, what? I didn't answer. Then a few seconds later, he hears me screaming, Chris, help me, help me. Like literally blood curling screams. Meanwhile, I'm relaxing, watching an animal documentary completely fine. He, on the other hand, looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Again, my mother, who I take care of, comes downstairs the next day. Asking where my dad is. I have no idea what she's talking about. She insists. I yell for her upstairs and told her my dad was here and that I made coffee. A common thing. I say, but hey, I didn't. I was in the bathroom and he wasn't here. Hmm. Now the most upsetting thing to me is the very next day I go with my mom to pick up my daughter at the bus stop. She's running late and another parent who is new to busing her child this year is standing with us and getting nervous about the bus being late. My mom gets a text from my daughter saying they got held up in traffic, but are on French Street where we pick her up and we'll be there soon. We show the worried mom next to us the text and in a few more minutes they arrive. I tell my daughter I was thankful she had her phone because I was able to let this worried mom know. Let's see. Who was waiting with us know they were coming soon. My daughter has no idea what I'm talking about. She says she never texted and was listening to music the whole time. My mom and me tell her we have the text to prove it. Sure enough, that text is gone now. Even the mom we showed the text to that they were on the way is confused. We all swear we saw my daughter's text. Now it never existed. Ooh. That's creepy. That's very, very creepy. Wow. I wonder if that has to do with, like, what are they called? I can't remember if they're called changelings or, um... Where there's some kind of entity that can, like, look exactly like people or sound like it. Because I've always heard, isn't there, like, a a superstition of, like, if you hear someone calling your name, but, you know, no one's there that you shouldn't answer it? Have Um, you heard of that that superstition? Yeah, I think you Yeah, I think so. Or if you hear somebody screaming for help. Oh, and you know nobody's around. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard actually like, like the doppelganger heard, stuff. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard like some really creepy TikToks and stuff where they'll you hear it. And it's like help me, help me, but there's literally like nobody there. 
Oh, like in the house? And they're wanting you to go, like, deeper into the woods. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I would just call the, pl- the cops. Yeah, let's call emergency services. Because I'm not going to be any useful in the woods. <laughs> and two, if it's a trap, I'm not yeah. getting caught. And then what happens if you got to go to the bathroom? You can't go potty out there. No. So. That's creepy, though. But, yeah, I've always... I've, I forget where I've heard that superstition. But, yeah, if you hear... But it's just weird when it sounds like someone who lives in your house with you. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. Especially it's creepy. Like the text message is weird because if her text daughter, if her weird. daughter didn't send it. And then where did it go? Because it's not like text but messages just like, get deleted. Right. But it's almost like it's being helpful. Kind in of. In that instance. But the other ones, it sounds like it's just stressful. Yeah. Yelling like it's like you people think you're in trouble and you're not. You're mm-hmm. just literally to yourself. Yeah. That's creepy. Mm. Okay. It's another paranormal yes. one. So it's called, in 1991, my brother and I witnessed our father as he looks in 2021. It was submitted by L underscore Hombre underscore Molecular. That's a long username. Yeah. <laughs> in 1991, my family had been living in a split-level ranch house on Long Island in New York. At the time, my father was 46 years old and a fairly husky guy. He had jet black hair. My brother, who was about 15 at the time, and I were up late watching Saturday Night Live in our living room. Oh, wow. 1991 Saturday Night Live Mm -hmm. was elite. (laughs) It was just after the show ended at about 1 a.m. and we had been laughing about the show somewhat loudly. We heard our parents' bedroom door open and we both said to each other, shit, we just woke up dad. We both looked over at the bedroom door, and it was now wide open, but we could hear our father snoring in bed. Oh. Ooh. Standing right there in the open doorway was an old man. He was slightly hunched over, wearing a white dress shirt with a collar and blue pants. He had completely gray hair and looked straight at us. He was also relatively thin. He looked completely solid, not transparent, or anything like that. After two or three seconds, he totally vanished. My brother and I looked at each other and simultaneously said, did you just see an old man? We then described to each other exactly what we had just seen, and it was identical. When we went over to the room to investigate, our father was still in bed, snoring. He had never gotten up. Our mother was next to him, sound asleep as well. My brother and I have talked about this experience many times over the years since then and tried to figure out if we saw a ghost that night. The really weird thing is that now in 2021, exactly 30 years later, our father looks identical to the apparition that we saw in 1991. He looks gaunt and thin, has totally gray hair, and has the same posture, slightly hunched over, that he didn't have then, but which but which the apparition had. It was the most certainly him that we saw him that night. Isn't that wild? I've that heard of things like that. Well, I would want to think, like, are they still living in the same house? Right. Do you know what I mean? I know. It makes like, you wonder. Is it one of those, like, time parallel universe things? Right. Because I've heard of that kind of stuff happening. Like, where, like you what see if, a future. Yeah. So, if his dad looks like this now, mm-hmm. what if his dad wakes up one morning, opens up his door, and puts sees, on the. Yeah. And sees his two sons in there, 1991, watching TV. And then, right. boom, it's gone. Wouldn't that be crazy? And they both saw the same thing at the weirdest time, but some sort of weird multi-universe 
Yeah, one of the a time one of the comments says time travel. At some point in the present, your dad will hear you giggling as children walk into your bedroom and find nothing. See? So you were haunting him in the past. Yeah. See? Like mm-hmm. that's like crazy. energy time stamps. Exactly. I it's very like, interesting. That, that's what I was thinking of when I saw it. Like it's not necessarily know. creepy, it's just very interesting. It is creepy because they didn't know who that ghost was until Year, within, 30 years later. 30 years later. Because they're just like, oh my gosh. But what if it was um, maybe their grandfather who looks just like their dad? Do you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. great-grandfather. An ancestor. I don't know. You know? There's tons of different... I could talk on and on about this. <laughs> but... they're just, very interesting. Yeah. There's so many different roads you can go down on here. Mm-hmm. To the right one. I don't know. I'm not sure I like I have the right one. Who knows? Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. All right. So, Melanie's going to read the last one. It's the, so paranormal. Yeah, the last one. How long is this one? Oh, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's not, not bad. bad, guys. We'll get right through this. Okay. This says, my dad found out why I always screamed in terror in my nursery at night by fright underscore yagami. 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 Yeah, got me. You got me. <laughs> I grew up in an eight-bedroom farmhouse with my dad until I grew up and moved out. We always had extra rooms not being used, and because of the age of the house, plus all the extra space, there was always an eeriness, like someone looming in the shadows. If I had to get a drink in the middle of the night, I looked at the ground the whole time because I was scared for what may be looking back at me from the dark corners. Ooh. Rooms, hallways. Even the windows and mirrors were avoided because I wasn't sure what I'd see looking back at me. When I was around 12 years old, I questioned why the room that used to be my nursery was locked from the outside. Interesting. I didn't think it was weird before then. My dad needed a room for storage and I figured he just wanted to keep me out. I brought it up to him one day asking what's so important in there that he needs to keep me out even though I'm not a child anymore. Typical 12-year-old mentality. (laughs) Turns out I was not entirely correct about the lock. My dad, with a very serious demeanor, set me down and answered my inquiry. When I was a baby, one to two years old, I slept in this nursery room on the second floor next to my dad's room. This room was painted by my sister, especially for me, with Winnie the Pooh characters and fluffy clouds, the type of thing I think back on and appreciate. The effort and creativity was so admirable. I have a photo of me smiling at Pooh Bear on the wall while we were setting it up. But I'm not the most tech savvy to figure out how to link this photo. <laughs> anyway, I was in this nursery in my crib again, right next to my dad's room, the perfect age to be on my own. Every night, though, my dad was woken up by me scream crying. He had raised four children before me, so he was not making the first-time parent mistakes that would otherwise be in question. He thought it was probably the switch to being in my own room, rather than being in his room, that caused my nightly discomfort. He considered bringing my crib back into his room, but of course the nursery was all ready to go. I had just graduated. For a while, when I cried in terror, he would come in and check on me, only to find that nothing was, quotation, wrong. In the sense of present stressors, like temperature, diaper change, hungry or thirsty, he would stay with me until I fell asleep or keep the light on to make me feel safer and then return to his room to get some actual rest. One night, after finally having enough of my distress, he decided to camp out on the floor of the nursery to see if he could figure out what was the matter. 
but mostly to try and sleep through the night. This was the last time anyone slept in there. Mm. I was able to doze off now that I wasn't alone. He, on the other hand, was tossing and turning on the hardwood floor, not comfortable enough to sleep. As he laid on the floor, mulling over the situation, boom, boom, boom. He was jolted to his feet by a few massive blows to the floorboard mm. beneath him, centered directly on his back. Oh, my God. As if someone on the first floor had a battering ram and directly at the ceiling. His first instinct was to rush downstairs and check for intruders. He's a man of logic, brave, and ready to defend his family. However, when he got down there, the lights were off. There was no one downstairs, front door locked, windows locked, no sign of forced entry, no one else lived with us. Our closest neighbor was down the road a quarter mile. Why would they break in just to bang on the ceiling, let alone have it mapped out where my dad would be sleeping in my nursery? And the force of the blows, this wasn't normal. After this event, my dad brought my crib back into his bedroom and I was able to sleep without screaming or crying beyond needing a diaper change or something normal. He brought the Bible into the nursery for extra measures and casted out any evil that may have invited itself in there. He locked up that nursery and only used it for storage after that and only went in during the daytime. To this day, that old lock is still on the door as if a lock will keep spirits locked in. Short of pretending that experience never happened, he couldn't rationalize it enough to do anything else. We think that the entity was evil and malicious, and when my dad tried protecting me, this only made it pissed off. As I grew up in that house, I had a hard time sleeping in any room on my own. Many nights, I ended up rushing to the couch in the living room, turning the TV on and watching Disney till I fell asleep. But even then, I was not comfortable. There was always eyes on me. There were many more unexplained events from the farmhouse, but this was the most direct encounter with my evil my dad has ever had. Dang. That's crazy. Makes you wonder the history of that farmhouse and the land that it's on. The land? Mm-hmm. If it's old. It said it was old, right? Yeah. No, it just said I grew up at an eight-bedroom farmhouse. Farmhouses are usually old, though. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And I wonder about the land it's on. Yeah. For it to feel so, like, there's things everywhere looking mm -hmm. at you from everywhere. That's, That's creepy, Yeah, though. that was scary. That was scary. Um, the house that my parents brought me home in when I was a baby, they said they felt like it was kind of haunted. Right. Um, yeah, the lady had passed away um, of a heart attack right before my parents bought it. And uh, they said they could just kind of, like, feel it. Well, like, didn't, like, the the thermostat, even though you guys, like, would your parents would put on a certain temperature, would yeah, never it, actually like, well, feel that temperature? It was back in the 90s, so I imagine it was, like, the dial. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, I think mom said a couple times she went in and, like, the rocking chair would kind of be rocking a little bit in my nursery. <laughs> and uh, I think I've already told this before once on here, but my mom and dad, they were on the in the attic part of the house and they converted it into their big bedroom and one night I was crying my dad was trying to come down but it was one of those attics where you're walking and you have the walls on either side of you so it's like you're going down the hallway mm. stairs yeah and he said he felt somebody push him oh in the back and there was like claw marks from where my dad was trying to grab something yeah. to hold on to because something pushed him so hard and pushed him down Ooh. So that's kind of creepy, you know, like, yeah, like, I don't know. 
I don't know. Very creepy. Yeah. I would not want to walk into a room and see Rocky Tear Rocking with nobody there. Like, no, like, no, thank you. The house that I live in now, um, it's got like it's kind of creepy. My son, he has like a, um, a camera in his room, and it tells us the temperature. And I'll look at it, and it'll say, you know, um, seventy-one degrees. Mm-hmm. And I put it down, and I look at it again, and I'll be like sixty. Mm-hmm. And then within like two minutes, it's back up to seventy. That's weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why did it just jump and jump up like that? He doesn't like to sleep in there. Like, he gets upset. So he sleeps, you know, in my bedroom. So that's like a little, that kind of hits a little close to home, you know? Right. But I don't want to freak myself out because I will. Like, <laughs> I know you do. You I can it. work myself up. <laughs> like, let me say, I don't need any Mind help you, from Because Melanie and I, our houses are not that far from each other. So we live on the same, like, old type of historical land. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of not surprising. But Melanie is like, <laughs> like when we were leaving for D&D that one night and the light was on in your bathroom and we could see it outside and you're like, yeah, there's nobody back there. Like there and wasn't. had the lights off. Yeah. Yeah. The and I asked you, I was like, do you want me to go in there? And you're like, nope. That's fine. You're like, nope. We'll just act like it's not happening. Yeah. I was like, okay. Whatever. Why would the light be on? You know? Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I feel like when I come over, it well that light, it. well that light is on a motion light. That's right. So, so it's weird. Yeah, so it goes on and off with motion. Maybe it was a cat. Mm. Who no, no. Okay. I don't know where they sit though. I thought they were in your room, but I don't know. No, they were in uh, my daughter's room. Oh, okay. Well, so then it wasn't a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. That's what Molly says to herself. As I pray every night. It's, I mean, it's not doing anything. No. No, I'm not scared. It's just always weird. Yeah. Well, because when we um, recorded with your dad the other week, he had brought up him, like us hearing, hearing stuff things upstairs and stuff at his house. scared. Yeah, and he was like, I don't know. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I like, you brought it up. Yeah, okay. he's too much. <sighs> I mean, I mean, it happens. I mean, it happens. I mean, here, I mean, yeah, I mean, it never feels like every time it happens, it's not like it doesn't like get your heartbeat going, even here, even though I know what, you know, footsteps stuff or thing, but it doesn't make it like not, you freak out for a second. Right. No matter how many times it's happened. I mean, look at Zach Bagans. He still freaks out on Ghost Adventures. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And he does it for a living. He's wild and sometimes he did stuff that I'm like, I would never. I know. So then they followed him home. Right. But he made the museum. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to go in there. No. I don't want anything following me home. No. I would definitely sign up for a meet and greet with Zach, but I don't think I would definitely go to the museum. Right. I don't think I would. I don't think I want to go to the museum yeah. either. Would you want to meet Zach Bacons? Uh, sure. Sure. It'd be cool to meet Aaron. Aaron's funny. Yeah. Aaron is funny, but Zach is the cutest. <laughs> I figured that's how you wanted to meet him. <laughs> he I'm got just, everything. I was just trying not to call you out. <laughs> I don't want to Aaron. Aaron's funny. Yeah. But, you know, because doesn't he have... He has, like, um, Ed Gein's cauldron and stuff in there. And, like... He's got a lot you. of creepy stuff. And he, and he has well, Ted Bundy's Volkswagen. There's, that, like, that whole thing. Of, I've seen um, Ted Bundy's Volkswagen at a museum before. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Bad jujus. I, yeah. I saw where, like, please don't quote me on this, but Post Malone went to Zach Bagan's yes. museum. Yes. And then he had, He's like, on an episode with them. He had, like, a curse. Like, everything started going bad for him. 
after he went there because he touched something. I think he either he was touched not supposed the to touch. box. Which, I'm not sure what, but he had like a, a string of bad luck. You know, and I think he's on the up and up now, but like. Right. I'm telling you, like, no. Mm-mm. I would definitely touch something. Why? I, you see me when we go to stores. What do I do? I have to tie your hands together or I just something. touch everything. Put gloves on. I don't know. <sighs> I think he touched. I think he was there when they did. Was he there when they did the dip? I can't. I, remember, I watched that. All I know is they told him not to touch it. And he did. He touched it. I think bad things happen. He was in like a car crash, a plane crash, like so. He was in a plane crash. I think so. Let me Google it. I don't want to. I think it was like a bad landing. Oh, like a rough landing. Yeah, I think. Let's see. Ooh. Yeah, jet crash. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to a museum. It made an emergency landing. Mm. Yeah. It was his private plane. Oh. Uh, it makes an emergency landing because its tires blew. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm, yeah. I'm glad I didn't like misinform you guys because like. <laughs> I didn't know that that had happened. Yeah. At all. And I know that he got in a wreck with his Bentley. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So if any of you go there, don't touch anything. Don't touch it. It might be shiny, it might be soft, it might be all cords, but just don't touch it. Don't touch anything in there. Yeah. And then then just, like, before you leave the premises, tell things to not follow you. (laughs) And to stay where they're at. Don't follow you, don't come home with you, they stay there. Yeah. Because no. Right. Yeah, I... mm -mm. Mm. And they have the Dr. Kevorkian's van in there, too. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's the one that did the assisted suicides. Oh, man. The van? Yeah. Where he would, you know, the terminally ill patients. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they have his van in there. Mm-hmm. I think with some of his office stuff and everything in there. Like, a whole room is set up. That's. And, yeah, and I think they have Ted Bundy's Volkswagen. I saw it at a museum. I can't remember what museum I have to see it in. But I guess it's before, before Zach bought it. Mm-hmm. And they have, yeah, like, Ed Gein's Cauldron and all that. And I'm like, no, I don't. Want that energy. <laughs> I don't want any kind of I don't of want those, that energy. Like, none of those energies. Right. There's no good ghosts. Especially if they're sensitive, if they latch onto sensitive peoples, we don't need to go. No. No, thank you. I don't... It's not my thing. No, thank you. But if any of you have gone, let us know what you thought about it. Because I thought... Because mm-hmm. I thought maybe before... And I'm like, nah. Yeah. More let me, let me know if you saw Zach while you're there. Yeah, let us know if Zach or checked you in for your ticket or however oh, that works because yeah. i think some, his mom works there too i think i don't know something like that i would have to go on a day when he was there but that's all so you would just go in say hi to him mm-hmm. meet him then you'd be like i gotta go yeah and be unless, like, i don't need to take a shower unless, well i bet if he asked me well, you want to come in i probably would be like oh sh- sure is that then you would take the Will tour you hold my hand <laughs> you'd probably look at you like you're crazy <laughs> I'm totally used he to people looking so at me like that. He seems so particular about, like, who's near him. Are you talking about his women? You don't think I'm good enough for a second? Not that. He just is particular. He I won't know. fly on, like, he's scared to fly on planes. I know. He's scared to do a lot of stuff, but I think it's because he has this he's stuff that's followed him for so long now. Mm-hmm. Like, not great things, because he used to provoke too much. Yeah, he did. Real bad. And, and I think that's lesson. really, I know, and I think it's 
some of them have still been lingering. <laughs> I think he's dating Holly that used to be Hugh Hefner's number one girlfriend. Well, how can I compete with that? I okay. think they're dating. I'm not trying to compete with anything. <laughs> I don't know if they still are, but at one point they were in the past at least a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Are you checking? Yes, I'm checking. You should be able to see on Instagram. What? Oh, no. Apparently he's married now. What? What? I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Because they put... Oh, that's crazy. I had no idea you got married. Oh, no, wait. No, he's not. Oh, wait. Oh. (laughs) Was it something where someone, like, wants to get married to him? That would be No, he's not dating her anymore. But, like, look what the caption was. Zach Bagan's wife, age, kids, pictures. Oh, I guess that's just what people ask. I guess so, but no. But, yeah, she was a Playboy bunny. Yeah. And yes, she is cute. I will say, if you all are looking for spooky shows to watch during spooky season, Destination Fear is really good. They had finished up the third season recently, but all the seasons, my dad and I watch it together when it runs. It's really good. It's really interesting. You'll never catch me sleeping alone in the dark in a haunted anywhere. At all. Mm -hmm. But it's very fun, very interesting. They kind of make me laugh. Because there is a brother and sister on it. And actually, Dakota, he used to be one of the cameramen for Ghost Adventures. Um, but they're both scaredy cats. So when they both get put <laughs> together to go walk around and then the other other two friends go walk around, they should not because they're they both shouldn't. so scaredy cats. They both yeah. scream. She screams. The he screams. They feed They don't go other. towards any of the sounds. I wouldn't. Like, no, I wouldn't either. No. But I'm just saying because they're supposed to. Because they're supposed to be trying to fight their fear and i'm like you both scream <laughs> last episode season three the same way you did episode one season one yeah i don't know how much fear you've worked across oh yeah i'm double jointed in my pointer fingers oh my god she's pointing her finger down and it goes all the way down to the first knuckle basically yeah i'm double jointed <laughs> yeah, i just had to do it fingers. yeah it's so i freaked ryan out the first time when we were in high school because i was pointing at him and he went to go point at you know like push on my finger yeah. point at me and it went uh, and he freaked out because <laughs> it just bent backwards he freaked let out let me do it let me do okay. it okay <laughs> <laughs> that is funny it's, right imagine if you were expecting yeah. it and my finger just bends backwards he probably thought he had like that superman finger yeah, like, he, yeah he freaked out that's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you. If Wait, you if you know of any good spooky shows that maybe are coming out, Dracula. If you like drag queens and all of that, if you Dracula, yeah, it's called Dracula. I thought you said Dracula. Close. I know, but I was yeah. just I was just saying it again. For everybody you. that thought. if you you should watch Dracula. The newest season is coming out on the nineteenth, and it actually Ryan's and Ryan and I's twelve year anniversary. Um, but it's coming out. So if you like drag queens and spooky stuff, it's a great show to watch. But if you know of any other spooky shows, let, let us, us know. know. Or if you've ever been to the Zach Bagans Museum. Yes, 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 yes. Or any other spooky place. Let us know because then we'll read the stories along with our... Well, I think we'll keep up with the Reddit stories since people seem to like it for spooky season. So send them to us. Please. You can follow us at Full Moon Conversations on Instagram, which of course you can get into the DMs, or you can email us at fullmoonconversations. At- slide on into those. <laughs> yeah, DMs. slide into the DMs. <laughs> fullmoonconversations at gmail.com. <laughs> um, and let us know if you want us to read your story or if you want us to use not your real name or something like that. And we'll share it. Um, and then hopefully we'll have a guest on again here soon, and maybe they'll have some spooky stories. Yes. Yes. Please. So let us know, but have a good morning, good evening, good, week. good night, a good week. 
and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.